0: Hello and welcome to From the Newsroom, a podcast production of the Monroe News in Monroe, Michigan. A lively discussion about Monroe County's possibilities and its future spun into the promises of follow-up action when the Monroe County Chamber of Commerce held its Coffee Club Breakfast Program Tuesday. The scheduled topic for this month's business networking session was quality of life. The panelists each presented on their area of expertise before a Q&A took the topic to the next level. The speakers were Bart Liddy, president of the Home Builders Association of Monroe County, John Standifer, a real estate agent with Century 21 All-Star Real Estate Team, and Jason Morgan, unit supervisor at Sterling State Park. During this discussion, you will hear Matt Buds, chairperson of the Monroe County Chamber of Commerce Board of Directors, introducing the speakers, and then he will start a series of questions afterward that included how Monroe County can be a welcoming community.
1: Uh, There might be, and uh, obviously we'll always encourage uh, Q&A either at the end or if you have something pressing, kind of raise your hand. I'm sure they're all comfortable to have some dialogue with the size of the group we have here today. (coughs) So the first thing I'll do is start uh, with Jason and, and tell us a little bit about the state park. I guess I'll say, I would imagine, if I'm making an assumption, we're kind of approaching that busiest time of the year, but tell us a little bit about, am I right on that and kind of other things that happen at the park throughout the year?
2: Yeah, certainly. So uh, this is, uh, we <clears throat> so uh, Memorial Day actually kind of uh, is the kickoff for the busy season. So uh, this year it's been a little bit slower. I think the, uh, the weather's kind of, uh, you know, kind of uh, toned down the size of the crowds. However, fishing's been really good, so our launches are staying uh, rather busy. Um, aside from that... Uh, we have some projects going on uh, in the park. Uh, Lucy from uh, Mannequin Smith is actually, uh, they've been doing an engineering um, design for a nature trail. For some of you that may have uh, gone out to the parks uh, and used the trail systems might know that uh, there's some major erosion issues going on back there uh, with the elevated water uh, levels in Lake Erie and uh, you know, just uh, the, the age of the impoundments that those uh, trails are, are built on. Uh, it's kind of uh, endured some uh, some major erosion issues, and uh, tree roots are kind of penetrating through the uh, the paved surfaces. So there's there's it's got some issues, and we're going to kind of work through that. So that's one of our bigger projects we have going on. So I we'll have to. So one
1: of the things I'll say is I drive by the park pretty much well I think every day, at, okay. l- at least once or twice, and I, I don't always think about. You give us a sense how many visitors are there where people are coming from to the extent you know and give it a sense from a business standpoint where people are coming from and how many we've got coming yeah. in
2: so we get them from you know we're in between two large cities so you know we get a lot from uh, coming up from ohio and toledo um we get a lot of coming down from the Downriver area and from uh, the detroit area so um, yeah that's that's making up a huge uh you know crowd uh, we have anywhere between, you know, 900,000 to a million visitors. That kind of fluctuates from year to year. Um, yeah, so, yeah, it's a, it's a busy park. Uh, we're actually in the, uh, the top four, I think, for uh, visitors for Michigan State Parks. Tell us about uh, any special events coming up, things you want to plug for the park uh, as we go through the season here? Yeah, so, uh, certainly, yeah. So, uh, July 3rd, we actually, uh, I'm sure you guys had seen in the paper that we were having some uh, funding issues. And uh, we had some, uh, some sponsors come forward, and they actually uh, saved the day. So we actually have uh, some money for our fireworks display and for some entertainment that's going to be out there. And, uh, yeah, so it's going to move forward. July 3rd is when that is. It's going to be an all-day event. And uh, at dusk is when the uh, display will kick off. And it should be the best show we've had out there um, with the level of sponsorship we've had come through. But.
1: All right, I'll move to uh, John for just a little bit. John, do you have some, uh, I guess, statistics background? Tell us uh, about what's happening you see kind of in the uh, home buying and selling market. Give us a little
3: overview from your perspective. All right. I'm John Stanifer with Century 21, uh, associate broker. Been in the business 10 years now. Um, the market is exciting, the market is different than I've seen it in the last 10 years that I've been involved. Um, there's definitely not enough homes on the market right now. Um, if you look and see out of the 700 homes that are active, actively placed on the market right now, almost half of them already have offers. They're either contingent or pending. So that leaves us with like, you know, 350 homes in Monroe County that are active right now. And that is not a lot of homes Um, but if homes are priced correctly if you trust your realtor and I know that's probably a hard one for some of you to, to do find a realtor that you trust get the home priced market value or a little above I know a lot of agents will well we'll list it wherever you want just give me the listing kind of got to get away from that get our clients to trust us tell them where this needs to be listed and it will be sold two weeks i mean that's just how it is right now um so it's been a great market but it's still people say oh it's a seller's market it's a seller's market interest rates aren't bad um people You know people are working people are making money right now people can afford these homes it's a great time we just need to get more homes on the market so
1: if you had to say i know broad generalities what buyers are looking for kind of in the county what you're seeing move the fastest where where that that is across the
3: market well everybody wants a ranch or at least a main floor master bedroom that is huge some You know, ranch is great, and people want to have a little bit of land now. When I was a kid, everybody wanted to be in the neighborhood and, you know, have this close-knit neighborhood thing going on, and that's what I have now myself. But it seems a lot of people, you know, we want a little space. We want a little space. And I think that's a sign of the times where people are making a little more money. They can afford a little bit more. Now they want to have a little bit of land with this home, so we're looking at ranch, um, basically two hundred thousand dollars. So that's kind of a tough thing to find. Right now.
1: Uh, so give me a little bit of a sense. Uh, I was. like there are myths and facts on if we're going to do renovation I'm going to move down down the table here in just a minute and ask about that so tell me things that do bring value things that don't if I'm thinking about listing my house obviously you're telling me it's going to move fast but if I think I need to do something what are those things that are really really helping
3: sell well I believe if you do renovation it's you're not going to make a ton more money you're going to make some more money but it's gonna help it sell quicker, of course. So you have to juggle that that difference. Do I just try to take a lower price and not do anything? But when I see people walk in a house, right now, I'm kinda tired of it, but it's gray and white, gray and white. Everybody wants gray and white. I'm like, you're kidding me, another one. And we'll walk into a house, gray and white everything, brand new everything, inexpensive, materials even and it's I love it I want it so get those new colors of gray and white hope it don't last much longer Um, and it doesn't have to be expensive cabinets The, the counters even nowadays like a quartz countertop it's just it's pretty you know it's priced pretty well bathrooms kitchens fresh paint People want to buy something that seems new to them. I've seen it over and over. There's a lot less people that are coming in, "Hey, give me something I got to put a lot of work into."
2: <laughs> Not seeing it.
3: I'm seeing let's get it. Let's get it nice, neat, moving, ready. You know, the newer it looks, the better. So i'll move down to bart
1: then for the next couple questions so as one of the guys who can make it look new and fresh and and, and wonderful tell us kind of what you're just seeing from the the home building perspective what you see in the market and, and if you kind of echo some of those things that john was talking yeah. about
4: when you mentioned uh renovations just to give you an idea of some of the numbers uh last year uh, the tw- these these figures are from 2018 um uh, from the uh, planning commission um, so Last year, over 3,000 permits pulled for renovations, which equate to about $63 million. Um, And something to keep in mind with these figures, not all uh, communities are reporting permits. And, of course, you know uh, the do-it-yourselfers, small projects that aren't requiring having a permit pulled or people that are not pulling permits that should. Those are huge numbers, and where that's happening, we're seeing it in, of course, Bedford. But Frenchtown and Bedford are about neck and neck, and, in in fact, uh, the city of Monroe also. uh, Very close numbers, uh, but the renovations are are huge. And what you're seeing there are kitchens, baths, windows. Um, I happen to be a window guy, and we're seeing a lot of black windows, um, which may be a trend, but I my customers asked me what do you think and i said well if you go into old parts of ottawa hills let's say in toledo or some of these other markets it was black windows a 100 years ago so is it new i don't know but the black gray and white there uh, so again some some big numbers there uh what we're seeing also besides the the uh kitchens, baths, and windows, which they uh, list underneath alterations and modernization, uh, is additions. Pretty big number uh, of that. There were about 100 permits of the 3,000 were room additions, and then garages, barns, and accessory buildings, uh, also big numbers. And about 300 permits with about Six million over six million dollars worth, so people are have that extra land to be able to put up a. You know, we want more. Well, we're buying more stuff, right? So we have to put it somewhere. So, but uh, getting the work done, which we'll come to, is another. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, so I know you have uh, numbers there on the, the rentals that we talked about. Tell us a little bit about new home builds. You have some numbers there, and what uh, kind of new home builds? But
4: about the uh, same numbers, believe it or not, about sixty-two million in permits last year uh, in the county you know, equates to two hundred eighty-four permits, which is down from last year, which was three twenty-six. But to give you an idea. In 03 and 04, we were over the 900 mark. Um, in 09, we're down at about 71. <laughs> uh, what we're gonna see in 2019, I'm gonna say because of the weather, and people just can't, are having trouble getting their homes out of the ground. But when you talk about price point, John, you're looking at uh, 200, the average permit pulled Two hundred eighteen thousand dollars last year.
1: Are you seeing uh, in the market people uh, going down the road of spec homes again? Are we seeing some action there, or primarily uh, already uh,
4: owner uh, owner already in mind? Uh, most of it is the owner in mind. The spec market—it's uh, well, basically what's triggered it: uh, slightly higher interest rates, higher material costs. You having that investment out there when really you have buyers that want to build, and so you'll see some uh, builders that have models to start maybe a new subdivision or maybe have a model or a rotating uh, model that they'll sell, but very few, very few specs. Uh, and I don't think the banks are really necessarily looking to have to do that right now. So it's. I think those days are. I don't know if they'll ever come back in my lifetime. But, uh, as far as
1: the new build, same kind of geographic <laughs> focus as what you talk about, the renovation, Frenchtown, Bedford.
4: Yeah, uh, Bedford, again, uh, they uh, lead the pack for sure um, in South County, but it's mainly, it's Bedford. Um, some of the other, well, and it's something to keep in mind. Uh, manufactured housing is not in these numbers. Uh, those permits are, uh, basically, that's regulated by the state. So we're talking about uh, residential, stick build. Um, but yeah, uh, let me see the areas here that we're seeing. Uh, again, Bedford, uh, Frenchtown Township and Berlin Township are the three leading the pack where the permits are going at this point. All right, So I'll uh, pivot
1: back a little bit here to John.
0: After this point in the discussion, the Conversation quickly went beyond the panelists to include many of the nearly 40 people in attendance when Matt Buds, chairperson of the Monroe County Chamber of Board of Directors, started a series of questions that included how Monroe County can be a welcoming community. What this town needs is something that sets itself apart, Standifer said. Despite the fact he is a lifelong resident, Standifer said he often doesn't know what to tell potential new residents about the area other than relatively low taxes and a small-town lifestyle. We need to focus on giving Monroe a little more of an identity, he said. And it's hard to ignore the vacant storefronts downtown, he added, when other Michigan downtowns are busy with retail and activities in their districts. Those speaking up from the audience in response, including Tracy Oberleiter, who made reference to the I-75 corridor project, a five-year plan that focuses on infrastructure and economic development opportunities along the interstate. It's a slow-moving process, Oberleiter acknowledged. And Monroe County Commissioner Greg Moore mentioned the Lewis Avenue corridor improvements that have been a focus the past two years among Bedford Township officials. Other discussion points from the audience included the benefits of having Monroe County Community College in the area, easy access to Lake Erie, and a quick commute to larger metro areas. I don't mean any disrespect, Stantifer said about his comments. And Moore, who also works in real estate, said... Anywhere you go, there's room for opportunity and improvement. It's kind of about perception, said Janine Bragg, who was also in the audience. There are things happening behind the scenes. Michelle Dugan, executive director of the chamber, said she hopes that in the long run, the Monroe County Convention and Tourism Bureau can help with relaying the themes and messages of quality of life. As the meeting started to run past its expected dismissal time, Bud said the conversation seemed to be a good spark for brainstorming and called for follow-up discussion. We're going to fix this thing, Oberleiter said, about the perception issue. This room is the answer. This has been Paula Wethington reporting for the Monroe News. This has been a podcast production of the Monroe News in Monroe, Michigan. Find us online at www.monroenews.com, on social media at screenname Monroe News, and in print seven days a week.